Joining me now for Locked On Gators is Gabriella Lewis, and we're talking women's basketball for the Florida Gators. Uh, we did this a lot last year. We, we had Howard Magdal, who you know, of course, with the next. We had him here, and we've had a few Gators women's basketball players here. And one person I tried getting is a head coach, Kelly Ray Finley. That hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to make it happen. It just hasn't happened yet. But um, now with women's basketball tipping off, I want to say kicking off all the time. Cause I'm right, of course. With it tipping off now, uh, this has to be the first question. I think Kelly Ray Finley, obviously everybody that has ever said anything about her that I've heard has been a positive thing about her. It was clear last season that with everything going on, with the, the coaching change and her being the interim, she still had this entire roster bought in. They made a, a deeper run than we anticipated earlier in the season. They dropped the interim tag. She's had a full off season under her belt now. And I know she's been doing her thing recruiting-wise, traveling and all that, but what are the expectations here for the Florida Gators in now her first year as the permanent head coach? Yeah, I think this is a really exciting time for Florida. Also, first of all, thank you for having me on. I'm excited to talk more. Um <laughs> But yeah, I think this is a really exciting time. And I think it's exciting because of Kelly Ray Finley. I mean, you know, I was at SEC Media Day a couple weeks ago. I spoke to every team, <clears throat> every coach, um, and, and many players. And, you know, there were a couple teams that especially stood out and especially teams that stood out where they were, they beloved their coach. And I think Florida was at the top of that list. You know, of the players I spoke to, Faith Dute and Anita Rickards, both of them were head over heels for Finley. And I think that is a really, really special thing to see in a team, um, you know, and, and then also you could just kind of see it. She, she protected her players. She really made sure that they were doing okay. Um, and, and she spoke very highly of her players and she's also just extremely humble and seems like she really has understands it. And so I think when you see players who, um, are, are that bought in. And I think you said this earlier to me, Florida has extremely high buy-in and it's really tough to win when you don't have extremely high buy-in, even if you don't have the, as much talent. Um, and they, they are definitely a talented team, but they're, they're outranked in, in a number of ways, I would say. Um, but what's important is that, that they really care and they have, I think the mental component of it there. And, um, I think dropping that interim tag for Kelly Ray Finley was one of the smartest decisions they could have made because she really seems like she has a great focus um, with this team, a great bond with this team. And also I think has the future in mind in a really important way, because to me, the way I see this season is, you know, may, they may not win a chip this year, but they have the potential in the future. And that's very exciting with someone like this at the helm. Yeah. Um, I, I apologize if I get her name wrong. LSU Kim Mulkey, I think, I think mm -hmm. is her name. Um, yes. She was on even during the season while Kelly Ray Finley still had the interim tag. Kim Mulkey was at a press conference. She was just like, "I'm not putting up for a friend, but if they don't, if they don't, uh, if they don't drop that interim title soon, someone's going to give her a lot of money to be their next head coach." So I'm glad that Florida yeah. Scott Strickland, you know, kind of kind of woke up and made it happen. And you mentioned Nina Records, which if anybody has listened to this show before when I've talked about women's basketball, Nina Records is my favorite player on this team. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's her and Zippy Broughton. They're my favorite players here. And I have to ask this question, especially about Nina Records, because she's from Queens. I'm from Queens. And I'm just like, mm -hmm. okay, I need her to be great now. Um, what are your thoughts on her going into the season, kind of taking that next step where she's – I feel like she's um, – 
like, like I don't want to say an, an everything player, but you know, she, she scores, she passes, she's a, a leading rebounder as, as small as she is compared to the rest of the players on the court. Right. She's a leading rebounder. Uh, so what are the kind of the expectations in now where you have someone like Kiki Smith is gone, Zippy Brighton right. is out here and she's kind of the next woman up. Yeah. You know, I think she, she's so solid, right? She's kind of solid in every every part of her game. And that's really exciting to see, you know, having a player that you can rely on like that is really important. And, you know, she's a senior, which in a lot of places that doesn't make you, you know, the oldest play, player on the team or, you know, the most experienced, but in Florida's not the youngest team, but it is a little bit, right? Because we're in this transfer madness where so many people are graduate students. And if you look at the roster in Florida, like seniors are, are, are definitely, you know, older players. So I think she has this leadership component. And I spoke to her at SEC Media Day. And she also just has the composure, it really seems, to be a leader, that she really cares about this team. And, and I, you know, like I said, they all have high buy-in, right? Like everyone really seems to care. Um, and so I th- definitely think that she on the court brings a solid mentality, but then I think off the court also is going to be a really important part of this. And, you know, with Florida loses a lot of their leading scorers last year, and I'm sure we may get into this a little bit more, but they lose Lavender Briggs, um, who's the second leading scorer last year, Kara Smith, who joined the WNBA draft, first leading scorer, and then Zippy Broughton, which is, and she was the third leading scorer, right? So you need more components um, offensively. And so I think Nina Rickards has a really big opportunity to step up this year. And, you know, also being a senior looking at you may be trying to join the draft next year, if not the year after that. So that's another really important component. And, you know, I think she's she does definitely have something to, to prove and could really um, have a breakout year. Yeah, and I mean, we'll get into this now. We were going to do it a little bit later, but mm-hmm. With all of this roster turnover, I told you before we started recording, I was like, I haven't done off seasons really before, mm-hmm. but I feel like there's been a lot of turnover on this team. Just even looking at the roster, I'm like, half of these names did not, they, they you know, would occasionally rotate in, but they were not consistent contributors, consistent mm-hmm. minute eaters this year they're going to be. And, and that's kind of yeah. uh, terrifying, but also mm-hmm. very promising when, you, when you're just looking at this from a fan point of view so Mm -hmm. how difficult is it going to be to kind of get this team right for this year for Kelly yeah you know I think the elephant in the room is you leave you lose Lavender Briggs and Lavender Briggs goes she went to Maryland and she's a she's a very good player right like losing her is, is losing some serious talent but you know looking at this team I think you lose talent and you know you've got you lose a lot of scoring when it comes to other folks um, as well as also just injury with it be etc but then you also bring in a lot of talent so um, Aliyah Mathuru, KK Deans, Leilani Korea and Rashea Kyle apologies if I mispronounced any of those names all come in out of the transfer portal and a lot of those players are really really solid especially offensively they're solid um, you know uh, KK Deans is just like a very consistent score, such a good get. Lilani Korea comes from St. John's last year, averaging 17 a game. Like that's that's a big get right there. So I think they've done very well in the transfer portal. I'm calling right now transfer madness, just because every team, basically, especially in the SEC, has got you know four or five players that are coming both in and out. And that's, you know, we've never seen that until now. We've seen some transfer, you know, last year, but obviously this was just this historical year and I don't think it's going to slow down. Um, And so I think every team is going to be dealing with this in a little bit, uh, you know, of how did they reconstruct? How do they do this? And if you have 
poor team culture, you know, I do think it's tough to reconstruct, but where I'm confident for Florida is they have, it seems like a really strong core of people who have stayed and then they have newer players who I think can initiate into that system well. And also Florida's schedule is not that difficult in the beginning of the season until it gets into SEC play. It's, I think they've got some games and they've got some wiggle room to be able to really, you know, figure their system out. You know, in their most recent exhibition, they they did pretty well, and I think they're going to have a pretty good game starting um, this week. So they definitely, I think, will have some difficulties there um, with the turnover and some of the people they lost. But I have a lot of confidence out of what they gained out of the portal. The Florida Gators are currently twenty four point. Favorites against Stony Brook tomorrow night. I'm telling you, I have no idea what I should be betting, but I'm betting that they will cover the spread just because, you know, let's do it. Let, let, let's let it ride. Why not? Make sure you check out Bet Online. They've got basketball, football. I mean, there, there's right now you're in that perfect like sports equinox, what they call it. Baseball just ended, but you can bet on so many sports. So check out Bet Online. It's where the game starts. As the sun comes out and, well, now it's going back away, but small businesses are back in business. Life is looking better again, right? LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier for you to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy for you to find the people that you want to interview, maybe hire, because with, I mean, like screening questions, you can kind of narrow that list down and prioritize who you want to look to. You're, you're busy, you know? It's called a business because you're busy. You, you can't spend your time looking through all the... Uh, non-qualifiers will say but i mean don't don't take my word for it every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit linkedin they're looking there for a reason post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply yeah and i mean we've talked about the portal a bit and that's something that just it, it blows my mind in every sport how how consistent there's so much turnover now because mm-hmm. of the portal and Florida, I mean, for, kind of for years, has brought in talent. I mean, Zippy Broaden, we talked about, she's right. from Rutgers initially. So mm-hmm. the portal has helped Florida more than it's hurt Florida, I think. Obviously, Lavender Briggs going to Maryland sucks. That that happened before even the end of the season last year. She was right. like, hey, you know, like I'm leaving after the injury. Um, and how difficult is it? Because I, I, I know how difficult it is in football. I know how difficult mm-hmm. it is in men's basketball. I do not know how difficult it is in women's basketball, too consistently build a team when there's something like the transfer portal where you could have one freshman go, I didn't like the playing time I got this year, I'm out. And how difficult is it to kind of find a balance between high school players, grad transfers or non-grad transfers and actually build a consistent contender? Because obviously that's the goal for Florida. Like, like mm-hmm. I don't know, what, I don't know if you're a fan of any team, but I know that us Gators fans, we have, high expectations mm-hmm. every year in every sport. So the yeah. goal, build a consistent contender. How do you really manage that with the portal being able to completely build or demolish a team in one year? That's a good question. And I think about this all the time. And I've been thinking about this a lot recently of like, in one year, you could lose everything. And that's a scary thought, I think. And I think, you know, I'm sure coaches are a little bit on edge. And so my thing about Florida that I think sets them apart is you have a coach who people really like and hopefully it'll stay that way and is young and is exciting. And so that's that's very attractive. And I think people will stay because of that. You know, I think in the transfer portal, 
a coach who knows what they're doing and who is exciting and who is well known as being well liked is is invaluable. And then also, I think Florida as a state, it's really important here. So it's just really important for them because there's so much talent within the state and people want to stay at home, right? They don't, ideally, they don't have to go across the country. Ideally, they don't have to get on a plane, right? If they can drive a couple hours, if their family can be there all the time, that's a game changer. And I think, you know, places like UConn have seen this for a long time, right? They they recruit extremely well from the entire Northeast. Um, and if Florida can build a program that's a contender, that's consistently good, that is really, you know, builds up to something. They, I think, are already worlds ahead of people because there's so much talent in basketball coming out of Florida. And this is something that one of my colleagues, Missy Heydrich, and I have spoken about. If they can build that in Florida and if Kelly Ray Finley can build that up and they have an ability to just kind of pick from their backyard, they are going to be a serious contender. And so I think it's getting that, it's kind of getting to that place. And I asked Kelly Ray Finley about this at SEC Media Day. You know, I asked, you know, does it feel like you're on the precipice of something huge? And when that comes to, you know, transferring and, you know, she's, she's extremely modest and her players were like, yeah, we're on the precipice of this program becoming extremely incredible. And, you know, she was like, you know, now we need to actually show what we're made of to be, you know, to, to really show that we're we're getting there. But I, I think Florida is on the verge of something really incredible. And there's some other teams in the SEC and across the country that are doing the same. But I think Florida is going to be a name to watch not only this year, but down the line. Yeah, we had, um, you mentioned, you know, uh, Kelly Ray Finley. She is, she is known for being modest and mm-hmm. her players, not that they're not modest, but yeah. they're, they're pretty confident. They're like, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, And it's like, we've had Nina on the show, we've had Zippy mm-hmm. on the show, and we've had KK Deans on the show. And pretty much all of them have been like, yeah, no, like, we're trying to win a championship, which I yeah. love because I, yeah. I, I don't know what it is, if it's like being a competitive person, but I love it where you go, don't care who's on the mm-hmm. roster, don't care who we're going against. The goal every game is, is to win that thing. And win it handedly, and I, I love that the mm-hmm. roster is like, yeah, no, we're shooting for a championship immediately. Uh, that, that's confidence that you can't find anywhere, and you can't fake it either. So I'm looking forward to seeing that get put onto the court. And I mean, one player that I wanted to touch on that I'm looking for the next step is Alberte Rimdal. Last year mm-hmm. she was a freshman; she was more so a spot up shooter than anything else. She wasn't even the type that would really take the open lane if it was there. How do you kind of speed up her progression a little bit is what I think they have to do or what should be the next step for her where she needs to take on a bigger role now. She's one of the few people who have now or or will be in this program for a second year that's actually going to be playing because Zippy's been here for a bit, but not going to be able to play for the season. Right. Yeah. No, I think she's exciting. You know, I believe the first ever player out of Denmark for this program, um, you know, average, you know, not crazy numbers, but decent for a freshman. Um, and so I, I, I think how you speed that up is she's forced to be in, in that role. Right. Right. Like, you know, they'll still have scores. They'll still have people who are important. But like you said, coming being one of the few returners, I think, you know, is going to actually have a, a ton of um, help for her, you know, showing people around, being a welcoming force. And if she can continue to, you know, be important on on the court and kind of progress and put in that work, 
work. Um, I think she absolutely has the ability to really um, become a core part of this team, um, you know, and how in playing and minutes, etc. And I think she's a good example of, of that progression in Florida and in a lot of places, that freshman to sophomore mentality of one of you're one of the few returners. And it's really now time where you can kind of have a breakout season. And I think that's, I mean, obviously the hope for Florida fans is that she do, does that. And um, I think she definitely has the potential. And also, you know, I, I, yeah, I'm sure she, she needed some time to find her footing and hopefully she'll be able to find that now as well. Yeah. And you touched on this before where to start the year, Florida's schedule, not the strongest. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and I think we can agree. It's a good thing, especially when you're trying to find your footing with all this roster turnover, mm-hmm. but how much of an advantage is it to have such a light schedule early on where uh, looking at it, Florida has no ranked games until, or obviously rankings will change, but no ranked games right now until December 21st when they take on Oklahoma, the Jumpman Invitational. Like, like you have yeah. a month and a half of not light games, but no insane challenges. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think you can argue a, a tougher schedule or an easier schedule, at least in the beginning, what's better until you're blue with the face. But when you're in the SEC, I don't think it's that bad of a thing, right? Like their entire second half of their season is going to be tough. I mean, almost every team in the SEC and women's basketball are pretty tough competitors. And you have three teams in the SEC that are, you know, likely going to be ranked the entire year, if not more than that. And so I think, yeah, hopefully they they spend a, a month or two finding their footing, you know, kind of figuring out who plays best where and how the rotations fall. And then they're going to have, you know, it's going to be a little bit of trial by fire after that. And so I think, yeah, I definitely think that could help them. Um, you know, it, it concerns me a little bit, right, if you, if you haven't been challenged a ton in that first half. But like I said, I think they're, they're inevitably going to be challenged because that's what the SEC is all about. And I'm, I'm going to let you go in a minute. I just want just yeah. one, one more question for you where you, you had your SEC preview come out, uh, mm-hmm. which I'll include a link in the description for people who want to read it. You had Florida, the projection finishing sixth in the SEC. What, what kind of went into that evaluation to them being sixth and, I mean, I, I don't, again, I don't know to be like, oh, they should be higher or lower, but what kind of went into that evaluation saying, hey, like, like six is where they realistically should be. Yeah. So media put them at six and then coaches put them at number seventh in the SEC. Um, and, you know, to be honest, and this is something that I think a lot of media is feeling, a lot of coaches are feeling, you know, Mike Neighbors of Arkansas said, said it perfectly. He goes, the top three, which are LSU, Tennessee, South Carolina, I think anyone can can tell you that's what the top three is going to be. I don't know how you figure out the rest of them. And I, I kind of agree with that. I really think a lot of this is a crapshoot. But I think Florida, you know, some of these teams are, are really in their rebuild years. They're, I, I don't think they're going to make a turn. They're not going to make the March Madness tournament. Florida, you know, is at that middle point. And I think that that shows them that it's kind of good between the rankings of, you know, like I said, I think they made the um, March Madness tournament last year. I think they absolutely have the potential and potentially even the expectation to do that again. I, I think they absolutely can. Um, and so they're kind of in that higher end in that way. But I definitely think there's still a lot of unknowns like we've discussed today. There's there's plenty of things that we don't really know how they're going to work out. And, um, you know, you can only hope for success for a team. But with the transfer portal and all these other teams 
you know, really who knows, but they, they've been, they haven't been nationally ranked by basically anyone. Um, so we'll see again, the SEC is competitive, even if you're good in the SEC, or even if you're mediocre in the SEC, you're good nationwide. And so I think even being at that sixth spot in the SEC is going to be good for them in a potential postseason run. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm going to be looking forward to it. Yeah. I, I, I told you before we recorded, I was like, I have never been this excited for women's basketball for the Gators. So I can't wait for it. Thank you so much, Gabrielle. Yeah. This is Gabrielle Lewis, and you'll be back. So don't, don't worry Thank about you. that. Thank you so much. Perfect. Thank you so much.